guys, this is Christina and Gabby from Mississippians period 3-5 language arts class and today we're going to be talking about the question of should Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird be taught in schools? Okay, so the first topic we're going to be talking about is how uh, the generals affected people in the book, especially Scout, and how she was uh, discriminated against by um, her aunt and other people in the book. She was um, talked down to, really, by her, not only because, you know, she was younger and, like, by a good amount, and she was just a child, but that she did not dress how Aunt Alexandra wanted a girl or thought a girl to dress and how society at that time thought that this girl who was, say, like, how old was she? Like, 10? Probably, like, 8 between eight and 10, I would say, uh, should dress. Uh, it was not only as like how she would dress, it was uh, a lot of who she hung out with. Um, she hung out with Jem and Dill because they were right near her. And uh, in chapter 24, she said uh, she'd rather hang out with guys because she felt the girls were ter terrible to each other and like that they felt like she like there was so much pressure on her because of them yeah and earlier in the book um jem and dill and scout are all playing a game that they made up where they kind of demonstrated what happened to the radleys and in the beginning uh scout kind of shows that she doesn't really want to play that game because she feels it's like kind of wrong in a way and the, the boys call her being a girl because she doesn't want to do it. And, and that kind of shows that being a girl is shown to Scout that it's in a negative light. So she thinks that, ooh, I don't want to be a girl. Like, um, they're like nasty and mean. And like in the Like a Girl video, when they had that, like Miss Bean showed us, when they had like all those girls in. Um, like that little like studio or whatever it was and they were filming them and um, the way that the little kids like would uh, betray p portrait what um, uh, all of like the things that they asked them to do like running like a girl like compared to the adults the adults would run like all sloppy and like la, 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 la. but the the little kids would run um, like a normal human being would run like a yeah. a track star, not just like and it um when they told them whatever it was that they told them, they changed their minds and went back to how they would actually run and not just how they thought that term meant and stuff like that. And then uh, moving on to the case, like the try in the book the trial, um Maybella was the one who, not really, it wasn't really her who was suing, it was more her father that was suing, even though it was pretty clear that he was the one who beat her, and not, and not, like, and not Tom. Tom, yeah. Tom was innocent, and they were trying to get money, because they didn't really have very much, and they thought, you know, let's get the money from this guy and let's send this guy to jail because we're racist and like think that we're better than everybody else because of the color of our skin and like 
when they did that, it was pretty bad. Like, they just wanted some money. That's yeah. all they really wanted. And it was costing poor Tom pretty much his entire life. All that he's worked for. And, like, in Chapter 24, it was, I believe, he thought he had nothing more to do with his trial and he couldn't do anything more and he was going to die anyway. So he ran out, he ran out of the jail and tried to, um, and tried to die really because he had nothing more he could give because he was in jail and he was going to die and just die sooner rather than later. Yeah. His, um, he was the only one really supporting his family and without him, his family really just be dirt poor, not able to do anything. He'd be leaving his family behind. And I think as just a le- very last ditch effort to try to be like, I, I want to get like, help my, try and help my family, even though I can't really. And he really only had his wife. And at the time, women couldn't really work or do very much. They yeah. were mostly in like religious groups, like um, Aunt Alexandra was and not like, active with jobs and all of the other stuff like Calpurnia was one of the only characters with an actual job like one of the only female characters with an actual job and she the only job she had was really a like a cook and a servant and like a housekeeper for the finches because they had money and they were better with like helping they like could help her out but even then, she had freedom. It wasn't, like, strict slavery. They could pay her. Like, she was paid, and she lived... Did she live there? Uh, I think... No, she went home. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Calpurnia was kind of, like, a role model to Scout, even though Scout was, like... She was of a different race. Scout, um... Not Scout. Calpurnia, like showed her like the way like Miss Maudie was very nice and like she like helped her but she was more in school like Calpurnia taught her like um how to read and write yeah how to read and write and Miss Caroline in the book was mad because when Scout got to school she already knew that and Miss Caroline didn't feel like she had anything to teach her and shortly after she's uh, Miss Caroline is introduced into the book in chapter three. Um, she's called a slut by uh, one of the Ewells. For wearing makeup. Yeah, for wearing yeah. makeup and having red nails and being quite young. Um, Which isn't that bad. Like, I'm looking at my nails right now as we're talking about this. Like, I have nail polish on and I wear makeup sometimes. And it's much crazier makeup now than it was then and people here are still not considered sluts and stuff like that because they wear makeup even though they're wearing so much more makeup than people did back then yeah like really in the world today um you just pretty much we have a really good environment at like Woodwin and people wear like whatever they want really to school as long as it's in dress code yeah as long as it's in dress code um, like they wear whatever they want as long as it's in dress code. Um, and like people don't really even bat an eye. Like yeah. you could dye your hair like a million. You could dye your hair like bright blonde or like a pink. You could dye your whole head pink. No one would care. They just gotta go about their business. But back then, if you like were slightly different, like if you had 
the slightest bit of makeup on, like you had like the tiniest little bit of blush or something like that, you would be like discriminated against. It's like, oh my God, she's so like so bad. Like she's terrible. She should not be teaching our kids. Stop her. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's just another example of discrimination towards uh, women, like sexism. Yeah. The sexism was insane in this book. Like all of all of this, especially especially when the women discriminate against themselves. Like when yeah. it's, and when the women uh, discriminated against. Uh, okay, in chapter twenty four, when they were talking, when the women in the uh, religious group were talking, um, they were like, "Oh my God, let's help the people that are halfway around the world." When they are discriminating against the um the black community in their own town and not just like they shouldn't have been reaching around the world to help people they should have started in their own town and then reached out and not just write like they should have kept in it centered and they're kind of hypocrites like it would make them hypocritical and they were already hypocrites anyway but going back at at that she yeah it was crazy pretty often everyone's really a hypocrite like i've been like hey don't don't do that well i did it like the next day yeah (laughs) or i did it the day before and it's like yeah don't do that but then you do it again anyway like don't chew gum but you're still chewing gum right there. You're telling someone not to chew gum, but you're chewing gum. Do something for the um, Maycomb. For Maycomb. And, like, how they were racist. Like, they could, he could do something with the racism in Maycomb and not just, like, lose a case because he didn't try. Like, if he, if the judge had put in any other lawyer... Probably they wouldn't have tried because they wouldn't have cared, but Atticus cared because he wanted to do something for the actual people and not just the people that he's defending. He wanted to make make home a better place for all races and all people. Yeah, um, since he first knew about the trial, he definitely knew that he wasn't going to win the trial. But, but, you know, he tried his best and he definitely made a dent in that arena of like fighting against the racist people in Mayo. And especially his sister. His sister was especially racist and all of the white people were racist. Only a few weren't like Scout and Jim definitely weren't because they they had black people in their lives. They saw them every day. They don't care. They don't see they don't really see the race of like you know how like when they sat up top and all the black people were kind of looking at them like why are they up here? But they just kind of needed a place to sit, and they were invited by, um, what was his name? Oh, he was like, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but they were invited up there by, uh, Calpurnia's priest, I believe, or something like that. Someone from uh, Calpurnia's church, and they sat with them during the trial, and the black people were looking at the white people like, um, why are they here? Like, what are they doing? Like, this, like, even looking at that, like, they were like, if you swat in the, in the short clip of the film, 
of the trial that you saw everyone was fanning themselves. But up top, there were more fans going than even down below because it, even, it was just the color of their skin. There's still people, and they're just different color. And the white people thought they were, oh, my God, we're so much better than them. And that even causes problems today in the... Um, the uh, race video where I don't remember what it was called. Uh, the $100 race. Uh, that video, it was um, like money issues were a big problem, especially with the um, like the black people were especially in the back like of the race. And every time you said something and it was true about you or not true about you, you got to take a step forward. And all the people in the back were mostly the uh, African-American population. Yeah, like the people like, of color. Like, the people of color because the of, questions were like, do you have a father at home? Do you yeah. have, um, do, do your parents have an education? Do you do have you, enough money to get an education? Do you, can you go to, without a skull or a sports scholarship? Do you have the money to go to college? Like, have you ever worried about where your meals are going to come from? Like stuff like that. And that's all because back before now, um, people didn't have a lot of money because people were discriminated against, especially back when the country was started. People were like, Oh, these guys are so like terrible. We should make them slaves. And like, yeah, be terrible people to them. Like it was terror. It was yeah. That that wage gap has been there for a very long time, and they're and finally getting back because of yeah people in the society. They're finally getting up there, but they're still there's still always really going to be that wage gap because heritage has like been a thing, and that helps all those people who like who have lots of money, like all the people that have lots of money, even the people in debt, if the someone's already in debt and then someone in your family dies who has a lot of debt, you get that debt. But uh, the white people usually have a lot of money um, and they get to move up in that social class chain. And um, the, um, the wealth and equality in America video, Mm -hmm. The one with, like, all the charts, like, that 1% population that has money that's, like, so, so much money in that, like, little, like, bar graph that couldn't even fit on the screen that, like, shot up. That's all because those people came here rich, and they were already rich, and they just needed to, like, get into the, to, to the country, and they were, like, they could do whatever they wanted. They had like mansions and stuff. Yeah, they really they like flourished um, yeah. with their wealth in America and um, like the and um, with I believe it was England. Um, they would uh, put uh, they would send their like the people that have like committed crimes and the crimes and stuff to or were in debt um, um, to work here in Georgia, especially. Um, and, you know, like, that definitely, because they didn't come here with any money. They just had what they were wearing and a not even paid job. They were just slaves on the farm. And those were really the only, that was really the only white population that was slaves.
Yeah. And still today, like down south, there's like um, people out in the country who are like, just like go in a river and like fish and then you got to fish. Like you don't have like a fishing thing or anything like that. It's, it's completely different from where we live. Yeah, up here in the mountains where you're, like, you have to put the fish back that you take out of the pond or something like that. Yeah, because, um, you know, there's everybody's fishing. Going into the topic of Asianism um, today, uh, the older generations, such as baby boomers. Yeah, um, especially with, the, like, the OK Boomer thing, that was... Yeah. It's funny, it's kind of sad that our generation is ending on OK Boomer, but, like whatever um going into okay boomer if you don't know what that means it's often a term said to baby boomers by younger generations like generation y and z um because us yeah because uh boomers typically make fun of the younger generations for having for being lazy and having a better life than they uh they had and that's really the uh, shouldn't it be the goal to have yeah younger generations to be better but yeah to be better off than you were because like my children like if I have kids um, <laughs> if if big if if I have kids um I want them to live in a world that's better than the one I'm in not to say that the world I live in isn't awesome but um. Uh, the, like the really the goal for me is to have the people after me live in a world where they can be them and not be crazy like some people are still today. Even though the world has changed a lot in the past ten years, especially, but like from like when the, we were three and we don't remember, but like now it's insane how different it is. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we were both born in 2006. Yeah. Um, and I think the baby boomers were born in the 60s. Yeah, so about and, uh, 40, at least 40-year age gap. Um, yeah, like 46 years? No, I think I think they're earlier than 60s. I think it's, um, pretty sure it's I'm late look 50s. It I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Um, so while Gabby's looking that up... Um, like back to okay boomer um since okay i found it it's 1946 through 1964 yeah i was right so it is kind of the 60s but um so those are pretty old people and oftentimes they don't really know what's going on in the world today and the generations really do back Um, in my day like they'll always say back in my day or back when i was little like we didn't have all this stuff. Like, even my parents will say that sometimes. Like, we had box cell phones and stuff like like car phone charge, like car phones and stuff. Like, we didn't have any of that. We have like iPhone two. Like, I think that's the earliest anyone can really remember. We have like shuffles. Yeah, like iPod shuffles. Yeah, right now we're recording it on Gabby's iPhone right now. And, yeah. Um, with voice memo and. Like, you didn't have that on the old phone. Like, you had, like, um, a voicemail. <laughs> I am so young, I don't even know the word. But, 
you know, like you didn't have like voice memo, you had voicemail and that was really it. Like on the flip phones, you had like call, text, picture, and like that was it. Yeah. And like the sliding, the slide, slidey, the ones that slid, like you had like oh, some games. Oh, and then games. it showed the, the uh-huh. keyboard, yeah. Um, you had like some games, but that was really like yeah. it. My sister had that in like 2013. <laughs> she was like the first one to get a phone. <laughs> um, but, um, so we were going to lead into Miss um, Lowe's, but we kind of got off topic. Uh, so she obviously had the uh, addiction to morphine, which was like, and when Jim, he crushed the flat, what did he crush them with? He crushed them with like a book or something like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly, but he had to read to her every day as punishment for that. And there was this alarm that went off and every day, um, it would get later and later and they would notice it get later and later and later. And, um, that showed she was trying to get over her addiction yeah, before she, wanted she to, finally yeah. passed away yeah. um, because of it. And I think she kind of got a perspective on what she was doing to her body and to herself. Um, and she tried to get over her addiction. To and Jen was really helping her out. Like, yeah. Definitely. She was old already and stuff like that, but she was really helping her out. And when, um, remember when... Atticus shot the mad dog, and yeah. the kids were, like, so surprised. At the beginning of that chapter, they were like, oh, my father's not that great. He's, like, old and stuff, like. But then later, they showed that he was, like, this amazing thing, and he never really talked about being this best shooter in town. Like, he was a great guy. Like, he was yeah. the best shooter. He was an amazing lawyer, a great dad. Like, he was very, he had a lot of money, um. But, like, that was one of the fewer things on the list of amazing. Yeah. So he kind of, like, didn't really flaunt his wealth and his income. He was very, like, um, closed off. Not, what was the word? Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. But, like, he was very um, humble. Humble. That's the word. That, yeah. Humble. He was very, very humble. Like, he didn't talk about his wealth. He didn't flaunt anything. But, um, this, like, he was, like, older, too, and that's why, it, like, I would never understood kind of what, like, I know she didn't, Scout didn't like him very much, and, like, the kids did not like him very much, but they always called him Atticus. Mm-hmm. Instead of like dad, yeah, I thought that was a little strange. Yeah, especially they ever explained yeah, that. They didn't really explain it. Like I don't remember them explaining it or something. But like, yeah, it was a very um, strange thing with the book. Like they um, they constantly were like, "Oh, Atticus, Atticus, Atticus," but like they couldn't saying like dad or something like that. Like she could have said like, Oh hey dad or something like that. Like that's kinda of formal but like, you know but like hey dad, like what's up or something. But no, they go, Hey Atticus or um what's up Atticus which is not like in time frame, but like they say his real name, which is kinda weird. Yeah, like I don't call my dad, Hey, what's up Frank? How's your day at work, Frank? Uh, when I'm trying to get my parents' attention, I'll call them by their first name, but that's, that's like, every day. <laughs> that's, but, like, a personal thing. <laughs> but, like, I'll call my mom Bridget 
like forgot to tell you, like I'll try and joke with her. <laughs> <Forgot> <laughs> I'll try and joke with her, but like she like I usually call them mom or them. I'll, I'll usually call like her mom or like my dad. Like I'll call my dad dad or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, I'll only talk to like my dog. Like, <laughs> but like um, like I'll call my dog. Like I'll call my dog dog. Like I will, I'm not always allowed to call him like by his name, and I won't call my sisters my like by their first names all the time because I get bored with their names because they're boring names. They're boring Italian names. But um, yeah. But like yeah, that always so like struck me as like pretty weird that they always called um Atticus Atticus instead of dad yeah like is maybe that was a thing um it wasn't though because most of the like they they addressed everybody else for like yeah yeah like everybody like the other kids were like me my pop or like my dad yeah my father so all these points really demonstrate how people like cover up the crazy parts of American history, not yeah, just like, like like the ugly parts. Yeah, the ugly are, parts. And like they try and nowadays. they try and make America seem like this great country. And in what uh, World eighteen twelve, uh, if you remember that from uh, social studies uh, when we were doing that uh, topic, like how America thought they were so amazing and like um, they're like oh, everyone wants to be us. Like no one wants to be part of their own country. We have to control everybody and everyone wants to be one of uh, American not everybody doesn't want to yeah. be English like they we, were trying to like get a rise yeah. sort of out of Canada because yeah. they thought you know Canada didn't want to be a, a British settlement yeah they wanted to be like Americans because Americans were like oh my god we're so amazing and this is only 300 years ago yeah mind that like that's not very long ago that's like three three hundred three three hundred like uh three one hundred year old people which isn't very long like my grandma no, I think my it's grandma's 200 like years ago. It's 17 something or something no, like that one whatever oh <laughs> yeah what uh world 1812 uh if you remember that from uh social studies uh when we were doing that uh topic like how america thought they were so amazing and like um they're like, oh, everyone wants to be us. Like, no one wants to be part of their own country. We have to control everybody, and everyone wants to be one of uh, American. Not everybody doesn't want to yeah. be English. Like, they we, were trying to like get a rise, yeah. sort of, out of Canada because yeah. they thought, you know, Canada didn't want to be a, a British settlement. Yeah, they wanted to be like Americans because Americans were like, oh my God, we're so amazing, and this is only three hundred years ago. Yeah. Mind that. Like, that's not very long ago. That's, like, three, three hundred, three, three hundred, like, uh, three, one hundred year old people, which isn't very long. Like, my no, grandpa, I think my it's grandma's, 200 like, years ago. It was 17 something or something no, like that. No, 18, whatever. 12. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 200 years, which, wow, that's not very long. Like, that's, like, my grandma yeah. times two. <laughs> my grandma <laughs> times two. <laughs> two grandmas. Um, but, um, but like you know they flaunted their country like it was such an amazing country like oh my god everyone wants to be one of us everyone has to be us and not like you know um and then back on to the main topic of should the book be read um 
the only thing that I think that is not great about the book is the fact that they talk about so many, like, like a lot of the rape is not a great part. Besides that, it's very good to learn what yeah, this stuff. You can't yeah, just, you like, can't. shield a child's eyes for so long. Eventually, they'll figure it out. Like, Scout, um, in the book, she, um... Uh, or like she's with, not expected to know what's going on, but yeah, really, really, but she, she kind of does. Yeah. Oh, like, and then like, okay, this is, uh, but like little kids, like you know how like their parents are like, oh my god, go to sleep so Santa can come. Like they're trying to like haunt them, like shield them from like that's like a thing that every child does, and they want them to. Yeah, they kind of want to keep that child like wonder that yeah. children have. Um, like keep their their childish mind and like yeah. their whatever they're doing and stuff. Yeah, I remember, like, Christmas Eve, like, a couple of years ago, I was in my sister's room because, like, all my, like, grandparents and family on my mom's side come up, and, like, we saw this, like, little red dot, and it was slowly moving through the sky and would disappear every once in a while. But we kept seeing it, and we're like, oh, my God, it's Santa. (laughs) And, like, that was, like, the last year I believed in Santa. But, like, still, it was pretty cool, like, to see, like, this little red dot flying through the sky. But, like, yeah. yeah. We had, like, an elf on the shelf that we named Snowball. Now he's out all year because we just don't feel like putting him away anymore. My, cr- usually... my sister my sister was crying because I was trying to get, like, a, I think, what was it? It was a, um, a whisk out of our, like, thing, and that's where our elves are right now. Yeah. My sister's, like, nine or something like that. And she started, she was mad at me because I moved them, and she's like, you could have touched them. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, if you touch the elf, they can't go back to Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. And um, my, I knew from a really, like, pretty early age that he wasn't, like, real or anything. Yeah, yeah. I was but, probably, like, like, seven when I realized, because he'd be on, like, the top of the tree, and then he'd, like, move to the bottom only when my mom was in there. And yeah. then one time I walked in on her, like, touching him, and I was like... <laughs> Mom, how yeah. could you do that to me? But Christmas is a religious holiday, and it's actually, an, I'm pretty sure it's a national holiday in America. Yeah. Which isn't right, because, like, there's just a ton of religions in America. But, like, religious discrimination is a big part of the book, too. Um, but, like, especially in Chapter 24 with, like, the, I have already said this, but, like, how they were, like, talking about, like, different countries they're like oh my god these poor people in africa like they're all like in these harsh conditions but like they're like not in the same like area like they're like oh we should torture these poor black people that are here and yeah not and they're they're focusing them. on something else before they fix themselves yeah. so. but like there was a lot like not like a ton of religious discrimination that was a smaller part of the book but it definitely was one of the injustices in the book because that was like, you know, like everyone has a different religion, but a lot of people were Christian in the town and they've kind of forgot about the other religions. Yeah. 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 They, they didn't really include everybody. They kind of yeah. just like left the people that they didn't like because of like their religion or race or their age sometimes or gender or something or like how much money they had. Like, uh, Walter Cunningham. Yeah. Walter and, like, the syrup thing, that was, that was disgusting, but, like, you haven't seen it before, don't get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 
and when Scout went to Calpurnia, like, why is he doing that? Calpurnia said, that's your guest. You should treat them nicely. Yeah, and, and I feel like, back to the point of Calpurnia being one of the very, very strong, if not the strongest female role, and one of the strongest female roles Scout looks up to, yeah. um, she Calpurnia basically raised Scout because yeah, Scout's mother like, died really early and Atticus wasn't really there all the time. Yeah, Atticus like he had, was like, a out job during the day and, like, and he had a big job. He was away a lot. Like mm-hmm. he was a good lawyer. Like good lawyers get paid and they get a lot of money and they are always out working. So that was a a big thing. And with Calpurnia's church, if you remember, like how like they thought it was so different, like how she was speaking around them compared to how she spoke around her friends like her friends from church yeah like when mrs bean taught in florida yeah like um like she spoke like someone from florida she used the slang and like she'd um kind of have like a little bit of that kind of accent she'd try to like connect with her students and i feel like california is trying to connect with with people at her church and with the people that she works for and not seem like snobby because she talks different or trying to like be formal like trying to teach some stuff is really great like that's a great help yeah but like that's like a in the book like the big part like is this a good book to read in schools yeah it's totally a great book to read in schools uh you always have you always need to know this kind of stuff like it's not something you just like kick her out like you know like bus talk like you learn it on the bus and like now you know it but like sometimes some things you have to learn in schools and if you don't learn them you're more prone to them later that's really that's what happens now yeah, this is like a super educational book and i feel yeah. like oftentimes people like to um like kind of glaze over yeah. the ugly parts but like um, not and then stick to all the good parts yeah not which just, just is not true like they're cherry picking yeah like they're like ooh, this this makes our country good and then they like, like push all the other stuff off to the side yeah yeah what was there was something a part of um how scout doesn't see it like is confused as to why that um uh, her teacher in chapter twenty in chapter somewhere that we read last night that I can't remember what chapter it was. I think it was twenty six. How she doesn't like Hitler and Scout doesn't understand that. But like, you yeah. know, one likes Hitler. Hitler now because Hitler was terrible. Like, mm. but yeah, no. But she was surprised that he didn't like. Like, she, like, didn't like him, like, that was a thing, and she was like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah, she knows what not to like and what to like, Yeah, really, but she doesn't know really the details. Yeah. She kind of vaguely knows things. Yeah. But but since people don't really talk to her about those things, she doesn't really get it. She doesn't understand, like, most kids, so... And she's only probably nine or ten. I don't know. She, I, I think she's in, like, third grade at this point. Yeah. I would so say around. I don't know. I remember I having about 
choose 11 no 10 i don't know but like you don't know everything and you still can't read amazingly like those big words that are in like the newspapers that you like sneak away from your parents so you can see what's going on in the world like yeah she doesn't know all of them so yeah Um, yeah she kind of like back to like the sneaking away thing adults really don't want to have their children um like knowing yeah they don't want you don't want to have them in the know you don't want to have them be terrified because like i started watching shane dawson like shane dawson videos on youtube and i was terrified like i don't know why but like i always like would look out my window and be like terrified that like the slender man was watching me (laughs) yeah i used to watch the um the conspiracy theory videos yes but like now i'm really okay-ish but yeah but yeah but like you have to not know everything to know everything yeah yeah it's good it's great that we know this book and it's great that we've learned this book and it's great that we know about this stuff now because of this book we already knew vaguely it but like you're not going to know all of it and this book has taught us yeah yeah unless you're like heavily researching it yeah but like if without this book we wouldn't have really known all the details and all of the like what's going on and how all this stuff is still relating today like we already know that it starts like an interest in students yeah it sparks an interest like something they really need to know and something they could help out with later in their lives like Mm -hmm. something that they can change in the world later yeah all right well i think this is a great place to end it yeah so all right